Again, it's the Song Club. It's number 52. You know the deal. I know the deal. We all know the deal. The deal is we're here, and I'm glad you guys are here. Thank you so much for your support on Patreon. If you're not a supporter on Patreon, it's easy to do. You go to patreon.com backslash Bob Schneider, and you can join today, and you'll get all the songs that you'll hear today on the Song Club tucked neatly in your little email compartment where you spend most of your day. Well, maybe you spend most of your day doing stuff, other things, but you check in on your email like you would check in on a little baby. Make sure that your baby's fine and that's where you have these songs. They'd be there or a little link to them would be there and then you know, you download them to your computer or computer depending on which pronunciation you use I don't care a lot of people care about things like that they're like oh I don't like that guy why well he says computer I don't like people that say computer I'm like well he's he's from Europe that's the way they say it computer Something's wrong with my computer. I don't like that guy. And then some people are like, oh, I love that guy. Why do you love that guy? Because he says computer. See how he says that U part? Pewter. Ooh, I love that guy. Love him so much. But not the other guy. So, but I don't play. That's not how daddy play. Daddy play a different game, which is how do you use the computer or computer word in your life? How does that incorporate itself into your life? And then how do you mix that with other words? And then how does the feet walk, 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 walk through the day and do, do, do throughout your life? That's... That's sort of what I base my thing on. And usually it's based on really just one thing. Are you boring? Because if you're boring, be boring with other... There's so many people you can be boring with. Just, I don't want to spend my time with you being boring. So, that's really the main thing. Oh, but... But he cheats on his taxes. I know, but is he boring? No? Okay. I know, but he's not He's not doing well. He doesn't do well when he loses at bridge. Yeah, but is he boring? Now, you, listening to this, you're like, is he, what's up with Bob? He's like only hanging out with dudes? What about the ladies? Here's what I, I'm only hanging out with dudes. Because I'm married. So I hang out with dudes and then my wife. And that's why I like it. I like to keep it non-tricky. Because it's tricky sometimes to rock a rhyme. 
I mean, that's right on time. It's not tricky to rock a rhyme. It's tricky to rock a rhyme that's right on time. It's super easy to rock a rhyme that's, you know, that's not on time. I'm rocking rhymes right now that aren't on time. Like, you just go, I settled my mortgage problems. That's right. I got them. See, that's not tricky. What's tricky is staying friends with the beat while you're trying to rhyme. That's tricky. It's tricky to rock a rhyme that's right on time. That's right on time. It's tricky. It's tricky, 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 tricky. I mean, Run DMC thought it was very important that they let you know beyond a shadow of a doubt how tricky that shit was they weren't like we're good we told them it was tricky no they're like no it's tricky 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 bitch and i was like dude i never forgot it i mean if they had just said it once i'd have forgot it immediately and then I would have been trying to tr rhyme some run some tricky shit. But dude, no, not after that. After that, I was like, people would be coming up to me and go, hey, Bobby, you gonna rock some rhymes that are right on time? And I'd be like, fuck no, dude. Do I look like Eminem? Do I look like that other guy now? That's like a freak on Instagram whose name I can't recall. Who just, you say something and he just incorporates it into a real rhyme that's right on time. It makes it look like it's not fucking tricky. I'm not that guy. Lions and tigers and bears, oh my. And cows. And crickets. Should we get into it? Should we get? I mean, why are we here? We're here because it's the beginning of the month. It's time for that song club. Did I write some songs this month? You know, I did. Did I write a good one this month? Yeah, I wrote. I wrote what I thought was one of my favorites, and then I tried to play it live. And it was one of those situations where I was like, maybe it's not as good as I thought it was. I was going to play it last night at this show that I played. And I did it at Soundcheck. And I was like, oh, this is not that good. Now, I think it's a good song. And I think done right, it's going to be a good song. Should we just start with that one? Let's start with that one, which is the song that I think is the best song that I wrote this month. I wrote another one that's pretty good, too. Let's let's start with this one, and then we'll. You know what we'll do? We'll do what they do on the actor studio when they bring like Keanu Reeves on there, because you know when they bring Keanu Reeves, the shit is fucking legit. I'm gonna go fucking full on MC Hammer on this one and say when they bring Keanu Reeves on an acting interview show. That show is too legit 
to quit. I'm just going to let it sink in because me, oh my, I'm, I know you're like, what's fuck? He's speaking Italian now? Yeah. Me, oh my. I'm speaking fucking the mother tongue. Italian. Me, oh my. I know some of you are like, Bobby, I don't speak Italian. I'm not versed in all the languages like you are. Does it sound like what I think it is? Yeah. It's exactly what you think it is. It's like when I say spaghetti. You don't go, oh shit, he's speaking the mother tongue again. I hope it means what I think it means because I'm hungry. Yeah. Because here's what I'm not. A dick. Because here's what people do that are dicks. I know you're like, if you speak Italian, you're like, I got it, Bobby. You're speaking Italian. But if you don't speak Italian and you hear me just speaking fluent Italian like that, you're like, what the fuck is Bobby saying? Because when I'm speaking fluent Italian like that, you go, does it sound like what I think it sounds like? Because what it sounds, what I think it sounds like, it sounds like you're just making up some bullshit that sounds sort of Italianish. But that's not what it means. I was saying some real shit in Italian. I said, don't ask the preacher for his daughter's number in the middle of the service. That's what I said, which is some real shit. That's like, by the way, you're welcome. It's free advice. I mean, I was using it to make a point for something else, but that's the way it works with me. I'm, I'm telling you one thing, but you're learning something else. It's like a triple-decker sandwich. Yeah, you're getting the, the bacon, but you're also getting the lettuce and the tomato and the mayonnaise and the bread and whatever else I put in that sandwich. I don't, sometimes I don't even know what I put in the sandwich, and that's trust, folks. When I don't even know what I'm feeding you, and you're still eating it. That's what we call trust. In the biz, we got a word for it. In the music business, called trust. T-R-U-S-S. Trust. And that's what you got. We got that. Now, it took, it took 52 episodes to get there. We didn't like... What? Did you start on Song Club number one? Did we have that level of trust at Song Club number one? No. Fuck no, we didn't. Song Club number one, I'm saying me, oh my. You're like, you're reaching for your fucking pistol. Like fucking Dirty Harry. You're like, what the fuck? But now when I speak the mother tongue, you guys are just like a baby eating flies out of a goddamn honey well. You're like, mmm, sweet, sweet fly mix. Because you're little babies and daddy's here. Now somebody else comes along and goes, what the fuck? Why are you feeding your babies honey mix? Which is just flies that have been trapped in a honey well. 
Now, are they delicious and sweet because they're covered in honey? Yeah. But are they flies? Yeah. Most people wouldn't eat flies. They'd be like, mmm, gross. But you're a little baby. You don't know. Plus, daddy's here and he's feeding them to you. It's because we got that thing called trust. We got trust. Not everybody has it. You know, fucking Mark Marin. You gonna let Mark Marin feed you some honey flies? Probably. Probably. That's the problem. Whose honey flies do you trust? Well, we know, because you're here, that you probably trust Papa Schnei. Papa Schnei. Got a birthday present. It wasn't a birthday present. It was a Father's Day present from my wife. And the Father's Day present was this mug with my wife's picture on it. All smiley and happy to see me. Which is a rare occurrence. That's not true. I say that because that's, you know, that's a trope. They call that a trope and it's oldest time. Now, is it true a lot of the time? Yeah. But not most of the time. Sometimes she's happy to see me. And sometimes not. Alright, let's listen to this first song. It's called Jaws. It is a love song. And uh, we'll listen to it together. And then as we're listening to it, we will uh, see if we like it. All right, here we go. Jaws. When you say goodbye, it's like the Hindenburg exploding in the sky. Like the catcher in the rye. Like a needle in the pie Oh me, oh my And when you say hello It's like the video By Coldplay called Yellow Long before G. Paul Trove And the pretentiously named kids they had Or the conscious uncoupling See, we never even got to the chorus, but we never even got to the chorus. That's how long that song is. It's not that long. It's only it's under four minutes, which is regulation. But uh, yeah, that's that song, and uh, pretty good. 
pretty good. I did see Jaws. The song's called Jaws. I did see Jaws when I was a kid. I don't know exactly how old I was, but I do remember being terrified by sharks after that. And then I've never felt comfortable going into ocean water since then. Like, if I go to the beach, I, I really won't go above about mid-waist. Um, because I'm scared of being eaten by a shark because of that movie. And then people, I have had people tell me, hey, I'll teach you how to scuba dive. And I'm like, no. And they're like, well, we'll go in freshwater. I'm like, I don't even, it's gotten to the point where I don't even like fish in freshwater. I like water that doesn't have any non-humans in it. Because that's what I feel comfortable. Now, I like to walk every day. And I walk around in the neighborhood that I'm in. Every once in a while, you'll see a loose dog. And when you see a loose dog, like I grew up in, uh, I grew up, I spent a couple of years in El Paso as a kid. And sometimes you'd be walking around El Paso, where I lived, which is a pretty poor, pretty poor area of El Paso. And when you'd see a dog then, It'd be like seeing a dog and it'd be like swimming, you know, in the ocean in South Africa. Those dogs in El Paso were sketchy, barky, sketchy. But here in my neighborhood now, if I see a dog, usually it's real chill. They're real chill dogs. And I, I don't even think about it. But I was walking the other day and I passed a lady and she's like, hey, I see you walking every day. And you've made me, you like, start using my treadmill. I'm like, why don't you walk around? She's like, oh, because I'm afraid of dogs. I'm like, I'll walk with you. And then she did. She was like, no, I don't know who you are. I don't know you. She was, she was an older lady. I was just trying to be nice, but you know, she was like, I don't want to walk with you. I'm like, cool, that's cool. We don't have that thing that we have on the podcast. We'll trust. I get it. This is our first conversation we've ever had. But for the rest of the walk, I kept thinking, well, what if I was afraid of dogs? And then I came across a dog, and the dog was cool, and I just kept walking, and it was no big deal. But if I, if I would have been afraid of dogs, that would have been a big deal. And I guess the same, if I'm in the water and I see a shark, it's not a big deal because I know the shark's not going to want to eat me. And then I guess that's the way scuba divers are because they got trust. Anyways, you get it. Why am I explaining all this shit that you already know what it is? Why, Bobby? Why, 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 why? Anyways, that song's called Jaws. I like it. It's It's got a... I like wide-eyed, optimistic love songs because I'm such a romantic. And I believe in that sort of love will save me thing. You have it when you're a kid a lot. You just think, oh, there's just things that will save you. And then when you get older, it's hard to have that because you're just like, well, nothing, nothing's going to save me. I'm, but 
it's not true, really. And in fact, it's just your own ideas that are your problems. Because the world, the world will give it up. The world's like a fucking, that girl that everybody knew in high school that was like, yeah, no problem. And that's the way the world is. The world's like, no problem. The world will give it up. But after a while, you're like, don't even want it. Yeah, you want it. You want the world to give it up, and you want to get it. You're like, oh, I don't know. But it's there, always. The world's always there, ready, to, willing to give it up. All you got to do is just go out there and look at it, check it out. And the world be like, mm, check this shit out. You'll be like, yeah, it's not bad. I'll take some of that. Oh, that sunrise? Ooh, okay, give it to me. Oh, that cloud formation? I'm down. Oh, this tree branch? Boom shakalaka. Once again, I'm using another language. But it's what it sounds like. I'm not going deep. I'm not doing a deep cut. And I know some of you are like, well, what language is Boom Chocolate? And I'm like, I don't know. I just know all of them. I don't ask questions. Because that's not the way I play. Let's listen to another new song. This is called Cheesecake Factory Bar. This is basically my take on Biz Marquis song. Where he's talking about his girlfriend being a whore. But this is the this is like same vibe where I'm like the chorus is like, Oh, I saw you at the Cheesecake Factory bar. Let's listen to it. You'll get the idea. It's pretty chill. I like it. I like the way it turned out. Here you go. I saw you at the Cheesecake Factory Bar I said to myself, I wanna know who you are I couldn't get the courage up to say hi Yeah, I am a player, but I'm also shy Let me tell you about your boy, babe I'm 35, yeah, I got a haircut Cost me 150, put it on my credit card. Pretty nifty, yeah, I got cash too. Check out my shoes, born in 82. How about you, that was the 80s? Maybe if you call me by my name, lady, maybe you could save me. It's survival of the species, baby, where you at with that? I wanna put a baby in your bathtub. Give you something to love, besides yourself, my strange little turtle dove. I saw you at the Cheesecake Factory Bar. Oh, yeah. I want to put a baby in your bathtub. Definitely one of my favorite lines that I've come up with in a while. Give you something to love besides yourself, my strange little turtle dove. I used to go to this group therapy. I went for a while probably seven years or so 
And group therapy was great. I loved it. By the way, if you've done therapy and you like it and you want to take it to the next level, try group therapy. And let me tell you what group therapy is in case you're not aware. So group therapy is a room full of people. And when I say full, I mean we had eight people in our group, four men, four women. And then we had two counselors, a male and a female counselor. They were there to kind of keep peace they were, you know, kind of the referees or whatever. And you go in there and the way it works is you talk about your feelings, which you don't normally do in real life. Uh, and th- to keep the group safe, you're not supposed to fraternize or, or have friendships outside of the room. So... You just know each other in the room. You don't know your last names. You don't know anybody's phone number. You don't hang out with them afterwards. You don't go to lunch. You don't do anything. Just keep everything in the room. You're not supposed to see anybody outside of the room, which is great because you can explore things like maybe maybe you're attracted to somebody in the room or maybe you don't like somebody in the room. And it's not the person in the room usually. It's usually somebody that you knew anyways outside of the room like, Maybe it's an old girlfriend or an old boyfriend. Maybe it's this brother or sister that you have a complicated relationship with. Maybe they're your older brother that you feel jealous about their accomplishments. Maybe it's uh, an ex-wife or an ex-husband or an ex-girlfriend or an ex-boyfriend or whatever it is. You get to, or lots of times it's stuff from when you were a kid and... You know, you couldn't talk to your parents or you couldn't talk to your mom or maybe they were, you know, alcoholics and didn't, couldn't discuss their feelings. Whatever it is, you can explore all these things. And uh, it's really helpful and really fun. And, and one of the things that's the most kind of exciting but also the most dangerous feeling, even though everything is very safe in the room, is is exploring... Uh, you know, if you're attracted to someone and, and talking about being attracted to someone and flirting with them or uh, any talk like that usually would get everybody in the room very... Uh, it would stir things up. Um, I had a friend who was in group before me. He was in that same group, and so we would talk about group we you know wouldn't talk about names or anything like that but we just talk about some of the things that that we had seen or witnessed and he called it dropping a bomb when you would go in there and say hey i'm really attracted to you boom be like dropping a bomb because the other person be like well i don't know what to do because we don't necessarily talk about stuff we just kind of act on things and we don't discuss it. And like flirting for me was always sort of a, a weird thing because I, I didn't really have a lot of boundaries in my family growing up. So for me, flirting almost meant like, oh, if I flirt, that means uh, I want to get married and then I'm going to be with this person for 40 years. <laughs> That's really what it meant. And But really, no, there's flirting and then there's you know, asking somebody out, then there's getting to know them, then there's deciding if you want to have a romantic, 
there's all these boundaries and all these gradiated steps, which of course I knew that, but the feeling part of me, the part that has emotions, that part didn't understand that. Just my intellectual part of my brain. And so it was this real learning experience that I had in group. Anyways, <laughs> me saying, I want to put a baby in your bathtub. Like, as soon as I wrote that line, I was like, oh, this is like a group. This is something I, I would say in group. Because it's funny, and it, but it's also true. But it's true in a, in a safe space where, of course, you're not going to put a baby in this person person's bathtub in group you're just saying it and the thing about group was like you talk about your feelings you talk about ideas and you never act on them and and when that happens you really get to grow a lot emotionally as a person and you get to grow up which a lot of people at some point they just stop growing up i know for me i stopped growing up really early because at some point i realized my parents were kind of out of control they were drinking a lot and I had to figure out, I had to be an adult when I was four or five. I, had to, I was expected to act like one. I went to movies like Jaws when I was seven or eight. My parents just treated me like an adult, and I wasn't. I was an immature child, expected to act like an adult. And so what happened was I sort of got stuck. And you see it all the time. You see grown-ups acting like children it's because emotionally they never got a chance to grow up anyways groups really good for that growing up um let's listen to an old one i went through my songs to figure out hmm, what songs have i made available at the song club and which have i not made available by the way i make i, I put out eight songs every month so you do the math 52 times eight is a lot of songs they're all there. If you're just joining, if you're newly joined up on the song club, you can go back and download all the songs from the old posts. Anyways, uh, it turns out this song "Video Land" uh, I never put out, which is a which is kind of a weird that I would never do it. And it it was going to be on "I'm Good Now." We never put it out on that record, but. I've got a great demo of it, and let's check it out. Here it is, Video Land. Doing work down in Video Land. Playing guitar in a rock and roll band called the Pink Swords. Thought the name was kind of funny. Did a lot of drugs, never made a lot of money. Spent most nights drinking from a flasky hat. Video land. That's uh, we used to have this place down the street from where I live called Video Oasis, which was this great video store. 
It's back when they're in video stores. Now, I went to Blockbuster a lot. It was convenient, but I would go to Video Oasis because they had just great recommendations. I came across a lot of movies that way that I would have never come across. It was pre-Rotten Tomatoes, pre-everything on the internet. This was the 90s. If you wanted to know, like, hey, what's a good movie? You had to go to the video store and see what the staff picks were and then try it out. And then the only thing you had to uh, look at was, you know, whether it was one thumbs up, two thumbs up, and that was your only data that you had. Hey, Beans, I'm, I'm, I'm doing the podcast. It's going to be about 30 minutes, okay? Okay. My uh, lovely daughter just woke up. It's early in the morning here. It's 7 o'clock. She usually doesn't wake up for another hour. She just woke up. She was like, Daddy, I want you to make me breakfast and do stuff with me, which I'm going to do in, a, in about 30 minutes when I get done with this podcast. So that's the kind of dad I am. I take care of business first and then Daddy second. That's not true. Her mom's here. Her mom can, besides getting me a cup with her face on it, she can also do a little bit of mom work for 30 minutes while I finish up here doing this stuff. And speaking of my lovely wife, here's a song I wrote called Here Come My Baby. I like this song a lot. Again, I just kind of went through and figured out which songs I hadn't released. And then when I realized all the songs that are that are on this month's uh, song club are just songs. They're some of my favorite songs and some of my favorite demos. This is no exception. Here it is. Here comes my baby. That's definitely my favorite part of the whole song is just that little uh, section where um, that guitar solo is my favorite song. I mean, that favorite part of that song, without a doubt. It just reminds me of The Cure. I I love The Cure. It's one of my favorite bands. And like whenever I hear that, I go, ah, I got that Cure. I got that Cure sound, son. I got that Cure sound, son. 
dude, did I just get all? I feel like I got way. I got basically in that last segment when I was talking about group therapy and stuff. I feel like I was like, oh, I've let you into the castle, but now here, see this tiny little Alice in Wonderland door? Bend down, come in here. Like we got. I let you into the to the inner sanctum where the you know there are those little pillows that are gold with the tassels on them and we sat on those and we had some tea out of tiny tea cups and i told you about group anyways i can't recommend group enough it was a all of it individual therapy group therapy all of it has been a lifesaver i will say this if you're not familiar with therapy Therapy is not a thing where you like go in and you figure out what's wrong with you and you come out, you're a new person. You, you're stuck with who you are. Who you are is who you is. You ain't changing. You're going to be who you are for the rest of your life. But what therapy allows you to do is it allows you to understand who you are and why you do what you do. And you can, you can enact you can do some things as an adult you can address some issues that you had as a child as an adult and by addressing those as an adult with a therapist you can it's almost like it's like a tattoo it's like whatever was tattooed on you when you were one two three four five years old you have all this information that's tattooed on you that's there you can't get rid of it but you can, as an adult, tattoo some new shit on top of it, and it'll turn it maybe from a swastika into like a, a you know, a, a bowl of flowers. So you'll have that's that original thing is always going to be there, but now you have this new thing on top of it that that now you can go through life and not have to necessarily be traumatized by the other thing, and so. That's what therapy does. It allows you to understand who you are. You can also do some things as an adult, reenact some stuff, and get your head around it, and then you can act a little different. Now, the feelings when you get afraid, all the stuff, who you are, that that's going to be there. But it's cool, and I recommend it. I think it's great. I think everybody should do it. I don't know why it has such a stigma. I know. I guess it's just like anything else. If you don't know what it is... If you don't know what it is, then you're like, well, I don't know about that. It's because you don't know it. But then when you know it, you're like, oh, yeah, I know that. I know that. I got it. Let's listen to another song. This one's called Half Here. I don't even know. I didn't even listen to this demo. I'm not sure how the demo is. But this this is a song that a couple years ago we were playing at almost every show just because it's a great live song. Uh. Let's listen to it and we'll talk about it afterwards. Here we go. Half here. Already I'm liking that shit right there. That's some straight up 80s emo electro. When we do this live, you know, it doesn't sound like this at all. Come on. But I'm like, yeah. Sometimes when the hard rain falls on the ground Oh shit, Bob Dylan's son 
hard rain. Yeah. Sometimes I will lay myself down. Under the sky and wonder why we are all here at all. And then everything starts to fall. Down, 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 down. Real shit. And I say, and I say. What do you say? here also i'm not only am i half here but i'm also uh not saying it very loudly but that's fine you don't have to say everything loudly um but yeah that's that song half here yeah uh it's so funny because i'll write these songs and then we'll play them live and they just really morph into something different i've been doing live streams every monday in lieu of playing at the saxon pub because of the pandemic and so i've been playing all the songs i wrote with the original tracks that i wrote them with and so they just sound the same and i i just kind of forget how different the songs sound when when the band interprets them but the cool thing is, is I'll be playing tonight back at the Saxon Pub. Once again, back at the Saxon Pub after a, gosh, how many months has it been? 15-month break. A 15-month break, and now I'm back. Back in business at the Saxon Pub. 20 years of weekly shows is starting back up again. An Austin tradition begins again. And uh, we'll see how it goes. Hopefully, uh, hopefully everything continues to be okay. And uh, we'll see how long it lasts. There's definitely some weirdness about stuff but you know it's like anything you just start doing it and then you're like it's not weird anymore so it'll be weird going back in there and playing and then i'm sure after about a month of doing it it'll just be like oh shit it's monday night gotta go back in there and do it again i will say that monday night show at the saxon pub is my favorite favorite all-time gig mainly because it's mostly new or old material that we don't play very often and i get to hear it with the band but it will be interesting hearing all these songs that I've written in the last year with a band because it's different. It's not what I'm going to expect. And, and sometimes I'm pleasantly surprised and it sounds magical and sometimes it sounds real bad and I'm real ha unhappy. So we'll see. Here's another new song. It's called The Last and Final Sad Days of the King. It sounds like I'm suicidal or something in this song. I mean, the guy is is uh 
talking about killing himself in this. And people like, you know, hear a song like this and they go, oh, Bobby, are you okay? And I make all this shit up. I'm just making up stories and songs and stuff. Now, I might have been feeling sad or something the day I wrote this, but not suicidally sad. I might have even been happy when I wrote this. Uh, Again, I'm just making it up. Uh, Have I felt, you know, despondent before? Yes, for sure. Never despondent enough to actually want to kill myself. Despondent enough to think about suicide as an option, uh, as an abstract sort of option. But uh, no, I'm, I'm real happy being alive and I want to continue to stay alive. I like life and I like watching my children grow up and seeing my friends and playing music and being able to do what I do. I love my, I love my life. Having said that, let's listen to this guy who's not feeling that way necessarily. Another Nashville night turns into a sadder day. Oh, he did it. So the song phrase for that week was Nashville night or Nashville nights. And I left off the S, so I guess I got disqualified. But yeah, that's that's that was the phrase, and that's what I ended up with. It is weird when you write a song that you're not actually feeling that way. Um you're like, man, do I really want to write this song? It's so sad. But it's what I ended up writing. I try not to get in the way of the writing process with my own ideas of what it should be. I feel like that's best. Whatever I'm writing, I just kind of let it be what it is. Um, I feel like when I start stepping in and making demands of this unconscious or subconscious part of my brain that does all the songwriting, then usually that's a bad, bad news. So I try to stay out of it and then write it, figure it out. So a few years ago, 
um, we were on tour. It was uh, Harmony Kelly playing bass, Bill Cassis on drums. I mean, Bill Cassis on guitar, Conrad Chacroon on drums. Uh, I guess Ollie Steck. I don't even know if Ollie. I don't know if Ollie Steck was with us then. Anyways, it was for sure Bill Cassis, Harmony, Conrad, and me. And maybe Ollie. I don't know. It was a while ago. Um, who knows when it was? 10 years ago, 15 years ago. It was a while ago. We were on tour. We were in Vegas. We ended up playing this uh, hard rock cafe in Vegas that they just built. It was nice. The place we were playing was nice. It there was um, it was a nice sized room, probably held about four hundred people. And one, we were playing on the stage, and the other end of the room was just a big glass wall that overlooked the strip. It was beautiful. And downstairs where the restaurant was, it was like a five star restaurant. It was amazing, and we were so excited to be playing there, and also excited because they were. Uh, cooking they were providing the meals and we looked at the menu and it was like i said it was you know like steaks and lobsters and just you know it was a five-star menu and we were like oh and it's complimentary we, we get to eat here and they're like yeah so super excited and we're just about to do the sound check and we're in the dressing room and they come in with the band menu and we're like, oh, band menu? You mean we're not ordering off the regular menu? And they're like, no, 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 no. You got you can only order off the band menu. And we were like, all right, well, let's see what's on the band menu. And here's what was on the band menu. Uh, I'll just I'll just let you know because this is we were talking about it during soundcheck. This is what the choices were. Cheeseburger. Veggie burger, cheeseburger, hamburger, hamburger, Caesar salad, Caesar salad. Oh, that's it, just veggie burger, cheeseburger, cheeseburger. Okay. Hamburger, hamburger, Caesar salad, Caesar salad. Veggie burger, cheeseburger, hamburger. So yeah, that was that was it. Yeah, those were our choices, and so that was our sound check. We got the Caesar salad. What do you want? We got the veggie burger. We got the cheeseburger. We got the hamburger. We got the Caesar salad. We got the veggie burger. We got the cheeseburger. We got the hamburger. We got the Caesar salad. We got the cheeseburger. Can I get some hamburger? Got the Caesar salad. Pressing on the side. The veggie burger. Mustard on the side. Got the cheeseburger. Put the mayonnaise in a cup. We got the hamburger. Got the Caesar salad. We got the veggie burger. We got the cheeseburger. 
So that goes on literally for 15 minutes. That was our sound check song. We just played that for 15 minutes for all the people that were at the Hard Rock because we were, I was angry. And when I'm angry, I get passive aggressive. When I get passive aggressive, I write a song like Hard Rock Choices and then we play that. And then we were playing that every show for six months after that. We'd play it. It was a song that we would play. We still play it even to this day. And don't explain it. And when we start playing it, people are like, what, what is this song? And then it's kind of funny at first, and then it stops being funny after a while. After a few minutes, it stops being funny. But then something weird happens. It starts getting funny again. And then it gets real funny. And then it starts being weirdly like, are these guys okay? And not funny. And then it gets real funny. Anyways, I've got a four-minute version of that song that you guys will be getting, which is what you just heard, where it's four minutes. And then I've got the full sound check, which is 14 minutes and 48 seconds. And you're welcome. You get them both on the song club. To listen to and enjoy and share with your friends and family. So that's uh, pretty much all the songs. I've got one more song, which we are, which I'm going to leave you with today. It's called What Ladies Like. It is a brand new song from this month, from this month's song club. You're like, hey, what's the song club, Bobby? Well, I have a group of writer friends, and I send out a phrase to the group. It's a small group few people four or five and i send it out to the group uh and there's a phrase uh like nashville nights and then everybody in the group sends the song they write to each other and we can listen to the song that we wrote that week do it once a week and so that's what one of these songs are now people are like hey poppy can i be in your group and the answer is no but the cool thing is you can start your own group. It's super easy. You can do this with anybody. It doesn't have to be a songwriter. It just could be a friend and say, hey, let's let's start our own song club. And we'll write, you write a song and I'll write a song and we'll incorporate the phrase pineapple love or whatever. Whatever phrase you can think of. And then give each other a couple days or a week if you want to give each other way too much time I'll meet you in a week and then you play me your song and I'll play you mine and that's how you do it it's real easy it's real fun and if you do that for a while eventually you have a bunch of songs that you've written I guess you could do that with art I do it with poetry with some friends who are writers and uh, if you do anything like that where you do a little bit every week Eventually, you'll have a bunch of songs or a bunch of art or whatever it is that you want to do. Um, that's fun to do, but but you can always find something else to do maybe instead of it because it is sort of scary doing something that's like very mysterious and strange, which is coming up with something that wasn't there before and now there's something new there. And how do you... 
out of the void, whatever it is this thing is that you're doing. It's, it is a very mysterious thing. But once you do it, once you've done it for a while, you realize, oh, it's going to happen. So I'm just going to trust that it'll happen and I'm just going to do it. That's what I've been doing for a long time, and and uh, and I, I enjoy the process. It is very mysterious. I do want to thank you guys for being here today once again, for being here on the Song Club um, with me. I want to thank my daughter for who knows what she's been doing for the last thirty minutes. Hopefully, her mom's made her some breakfast. I'm gonna find out here in just a short minute. Uh, if you want to join the Song Club, it's very easy to do. You go to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com backslash Bob Schneider and join today. You get all these songs that you've heard. You also get access to my live streams, which starting this week will be on Tuesday nights where I will perform these songs live uh, from my studio here. Uh, and it's a real easy thing to, to watch. You can watch it on your TV or your phone every Tuesday night. Um, what else? There's some other stuff you get in there. You get all the old songs. So there's hundreds and hundreds of, of, of songs, um, from previous song clubs. There's a bunch of stuff. It's, you get way more stuff than you're, you're paying for. So it's a good deal. You know it because you're here and you know that already, but in case you're new, welcome. Well, you're welcome. Anyways, here's the last song. It's called What Ladies Like, and we'll get out of here, and we'll see you next month. Y'all take care of yourselves, and uh, I'll see you soon. Crazy.